Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners podcast brought to you by Positive Approach to Care. My name is Greg Phelps and joining me once again is Tipa Snow. Uh, Tipa, you and I do a little show prep for our podcasts, we just a little. Uh, here's just a few of the articles that crossed my computer screen recently. Uh, researchers explore multi-syndrome prediction of dementia syndromes. Early retirement can accelerate cognitive decline among elderly. Social isolation is a risk factor for dementia in community-dwelling older adults studies show. Walking pace and hand grip strength can indicate dementia risk. New blood test tracks neurodegenerative changes specifically in Alzheimer's disease. Hormone replacement therapy can help present Alzheimer's among women at risk. Protein midden, a new treatment targeted for Alzheimer's. Blood-based markers could lead to earlier. So the good news is we're not going to discuss all of these, um, but there is some research going on. Are we learning anything? Well, here's the tricky part, Greg. I mean, it was really funny to listen to that. It's like, and who wants to know that they have dementia early if we don't figure out how we're going to support people better? Because the reality is, okay, so now I've got something and everybody's stepping away and everybody's going, oh, that's too bad. And it's like, if we don't have something we can offer with that, it's like, where's the other side of that? You know, like if we do this, here's the programs we're going to put in place. So if social isolation has been related to an increased risk of cognitive loss and the development then of a dementia, I mean, it's connected, the risk is high. What are we doing about social isolation? And if somebody is socially isolated and we start to see they are having dementia, do we have a game plan or is the line in the sand once they get dementia? Well, you know. That's it, because we've got them identified. That's what we really needed to do is lock it in, know what it is, and then just, well, I'm done. I mean, and I think, you know, we've talked about this idea of a diagnosis versus a recognition of change and a life plan for the change. Like, what am I going to do now that we've recognized it? Um, And if, you know, so my grip strength is going down. So That'll put some people into that. What do you think you would do if I said, you know, your grip strength really makes a difference, Greg? What would you go out and try to do? (laughs) Well, I'd buy some of those little squeezy things. And then next time we shook hands, I'd have you down on your knees, breaking your knuckles. There you go. So, (laughs) so, So what we don't know is like, okay, so we know that people who have reduced grip strength also frequently develop dementia more, you know, develop dementia more frequently than people don't. I don't think we've identified cause and effect. So when you're, when your grip strength's down, that's what gives you dementia, you know, like, no, it's an observation of reduced grip strength. And we also notice that your cognition, you know, starts to be a little less. So, hmm, um, so that should be a hmm, curiosity, but what it, turns into is, okay, well, I want to fix that. I want to try to avoid that line in the sand, the dementia. So what can I do? And I guess that's many of these articles, they're always like, well, so I can prevent it. And it's like, well, I I wish I could say yes. I wish I could say, just do this. And then that's not how this works. So why, why do we gravitate towards sort of reading these studies and looking for answers instead of 
trying to figure out how to be supportive of the person living with dementia. Is it because we still have that little bit of rescuer mentality bred into us in our in our DNA or something? Well, you know, I think the reality is um, what people are really wanting is what's a fix I could do? Is there a fix? I want to fix. Instead of going, what we're saying is, you know, I don't know that there's going to be a fix for you. So what? why do we even need to fix it? If this is what's happening for you, then we need to address it. Yes. I, I don't know that I can turn back the clock and turn things around because that's that cascade phenomenon that people don't like talking about. Like, you know, if you're a do you want to be a salmon the rest of your life? I mean, a lot of them die on the way back up. You know, you're, you're working, you're trying to get back up, trying to get back up. And it's like, okay, well, maybe life down that way. I mean, do you need to go spawn or can we just <laughs> live on the rest of our life somewhere? It's that, uh, that fixation on trying to hold a moment instead of going, well, if it's happening, how do we support what's happening instead of trying to uh, cure what I probably can't cure or prevent what I can't prevent? So with, with all of these studies, Tipa, knowing doesn't really help in caring. It doesn't look a lot. There's not a lot document. It's like, okay, so now we know this. Now what? Yeah, it's should like, I research all of this or, or should I get some skills and some knowledge so that I can help this person on the journey? Yeah, you can get real wrapped up in that beginning phase stuff. Like, read through a couple of those, Greg, again. Let me just say those a couple. Oh, well, there's a couple of new ones that I stopped at. Uh, blood oh. markers could lead to earlier detection of Alzheimer's disease. The same genetic factors that may contribute to both cardiometabolic diseases and dementia. Better management of emotions could help limit neurodegeneration. Well, there's one for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, control my emotions. All right. So... <laughs> I think you should let them out and deal with them rather than control them. But that's a personal opinion. But it, actually, there's evidence for that, too, if you want to go there. But I think, you know, it's like, so what do I do moving forward? And I think that's the missing piece all too often in these. It's like an alert or an alarm goes off. Like, so I have a genetic marker. Oh, should I look? Yeah, let me look. And it's like, okay, you do. Now what? I mean, well, are you going to change your life? We have a hard time changing our life, even when we know we should. You know, should I exercise more? Yeah. Is it going to change how much I exercise if I add in the piece that if you don't exercise very much, you increase your risk of dementia? It's like, oh, well, that's an added reason to, but I haven't figured out how to get going on it yet. Maybe I need to look harder at what in my life is getting me to that place where I don't take that step. So many of those studies, like the Wicking Dementia Center in Australia that you've dealt with, um, they do have all of these recommendations, but basically you have to start as a kid. So when you're given the diagnosis at 72, it's a little hit late to hit that rewind button. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I might, I might could bump myself up a little, I might optimize myself. So I have a, you know, and that's what my choice might be is I'm going to optimize. So I have the better quality of what I could have given where I'm at and my potential trajectory. But you know, I'm not going to start running marathons right now, for multiple reasons. And I don't, you know, it's too late to turn back the clock. So I'm going to figure out how to get comfortable to some extent and how still challenge myself. I believe in stress as a healthy thing. I don't believe living with distress is healthy though. And I think that's all too often what some of these studies cause is a sense of 
distress. So if you're talking to someone, we, we sort of have gone all over the place with this, but knowledge versus skills, which are you going to push? I am going to push for to see whether the person has any awareness of what they're really reading when they read one of these things and what it actually gives them as far as knowledge goes. And then, so what skill is it we're going to be working on after you've taken all this in? Because without changing something, it was just interesting, not really helpful. <laughs> Tifa, if people want some information on skills, who can we turn to? Where can we go? Can I talk to somebody? Yeah. So if the problem is, I don't even know if I have awareness, then you might want to consult or, you know, at least go to info at tifasnow.com and say, you know, I'm interested in talking to somebody. We can do that. If you're more interested in digging in a little bit, we certainly have short video clips that would allow you to look at, you know, what's going on. It's like, oh, yeah. And then we have other video clips that says, well, try this, you know, and you can you can look at some of our short clips and go, oh, well, that's a thought, you know, pack skills make a difference, uh, dementia care provision. Those are videos that we've done and are in courses now. So we're getting to know dementia. Uh, we have a quiz on dementia, even online that you can take and see what do you know? What do you think? What's going on? And then what could you do next? Tipa, thank you very much. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to the Dementia Care Partners podcast, brought to you by Positive Approach to Care. For more information on today's program and many other topics and services, visit tipasnow.com.